Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Uh, the director of this film called Half the Picture, it's Amy Adrian. It basically celebrates the groundbreaking work of female uh, film directors, investigates the systemic discrimination that has for decades denied opportunities to too many talented women in Hollywood. The film is a plethora of wonderful filmmakers, some of many of which have been on the show, I'm proud to say. I'm the, when I saw a lot of the names come up, I thought... All right, We're, we 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 must be doing something right on film school. So, uh, without further ado, I'll introduce to you the director of half the picture. That would be Amy Adrian. Amy, welcome to film school. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Been talking about it for it seems decades. We've been talking about the lack of diversity in films and in in Hollywood, and particularly about women and the you know access to platforms to get into filmmaking and all of it. And you've done a wonderful job. Uh, not only of identifying the problem, but going down a lot of different avenues with the film in terms of sort of addressing some of the perceptions, but also facing some of the real challenges that 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 are, in fact, at times can be a real challenge or a hurdle for for female uh, directors and and people who are in, trying to get into the business of filmmaking. So um, yeah. go go ahead. So uh, yeah, that's really I really like that about the film. It isn't just you know this is not we're not just here's the problem. Let's do something. You actually, there's so many different things in the film. Tell me about your thought process in putting the film together. Yeah. Um, well, I think a lot of us are aware that there are not many women working directors. Women, I mean, there are a ton of women directors out there. But as far as women getting hired, certainly for studio films, uh, the numbers are terrible. I mean, over 10 years, it's it's uh, averages about women direct about 4% of, of top-grossing films. Um and each year the number goes up a little, down a little, but it never, you know, it never gets to a place that's, uh, you know, even close to, to parity or anything. Um, so I think we all are aware that, that there is this issue. And with the film, we really just wanted to kind of make the emotional argument of who are the women at the center of this? Who are these women directors? Um, what has their journey, their road been like? How does it affect them? How does it affect our culture that these women aren't given the opportunities that really they deserve? Yeah. Um, and really kind of making the emotional argument, like, here, meet them kind of as characters in a movie, connect to them, connect with their stories. And I think, you know, it, it makes the, you know, quote-unquote issue um, hit home in a different way than yeah. if you're just kind of reading the statistics and you go, okay, women directed 4% of films and, you know, 10% of television shows or whatever the number is uh, this year, you know, it really kind of connects to your to your mind and to your heart when you actually meet the women who are at the center of the story. Right. And you, you and that's one of the uh, sort of the visuals in the film. You present us with that timeline back in a certain era. I, I can't remember. I'm trying to remember exactly how it went, but you had statistics like out of the 1,100 released films that year, yeah, four percent. You you went through a whole bunch of statistics. You didn't yeah. overwhelm us, but you gave us this sense that this is not getting any better. This is, it, despite all the talk, despite all of the, you know, the uh, the programs putting being put together by these different studios, uh, you know, diversity and all that kind of stuff. It's really just it's pretty much the same boys' club. It's it's been for forever, right? Yeah, 
And even the, the DGA, the Directors Guild, just released a report, I want to say yesterday, or, or perhaps the day before yesterday, you know, saying even with all of this awareness and Me Too and uh, Time's Up and investigations into systemic discrimination in hiring, the numbers of minorities and women directing, you know, actually, I think for women got a teeny bit better last year and for minorities dropped. So, you know, there's still, even with all of this awareness, it kind of, I think you can kind of get the impression that, well, things are getting better and people are becoming more open to different kinds of talent and just in, you know, as it is in law or medicine or these other fields, like people are going to continue to get hired. You know, the numbers are going to continue to get better of people who haven't traditionally been in these fields and at some point will we'll reach parity. And there's just no... There continues to be no statistical evidence for that, and that's really frustrating. Because my show focuses on independent indies, documentaries. I I guess, and and this is completely anecdotal, it does feel like there are more women in the realm of independent filmmaking and and documentaries, because I... this is a pretty significant. Do you want to know why that's true? Because they don't need. Well, you could self finance. Is that? Well, <laughs> there's no money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's I mean, no money. Yeah, yeah it's, yeah. it's exactly. I mean, you're exactly right. It's like there are the num- and even in documentary and even in independent film, the numbers are better certainly than women making studio films, and certainly better than women making you know big studio films. Yeah. Um, but still those numbers are, are, are still quite low, even in documentary and even in independent film. But the reason, you're exactly right, why you see women in those genres is there's just no money there. People are self-financing, they're cobbling together films with scrappiness and heart and credit cards. Right, and right. that's when people are able, to, and, and many people, are. that's how they're able to make their first films. Men, women, you know, that's how the, those first movies often get made. You just don't see women ever... Right. Really, in, in in the numbers that they should be moving up the ladder to get those next opportunities. You know, they make their scrappy first film and it plays at Sundance and it does well, and then they get hired for a big TV show or a studio movie or, you know, all of those kinds of things. Like, women just tend to not get those later opportunities that, that men do get. Right, and in the film there is a detailed, uh, there's a section of the details in addition to sort of, whatever gender bias that there is in the industry, you th- throw into it a whole lot of other factors, including what directors certain actors will work with. There's a whole litany of things that uh, create these kind of hurdles. And if you're right. able to navigate all those things, it, yeah, I, I mean, I, I sort of ha- held out this sort of, I guess, Pollyannish view that be, in independent filmmaking, because and I, 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 this is my calling card whenever I talk to people about why, why would you want to watch these films that usually play for two weeks in, you know, in a local uh, theater uh, is because they are stories about people and their stories and their actual and actual emotions and things that make sense to people if you're watching a film for a story and the able to the ability to create characters that are believable and empathetic. These are great traits for directors to have so if you can develop that in an independent format you can also do that on a larger scale and i've held out people like Mm. i've held out people like colin trevorrow and duncan jones and people who have directed a few tentpole films but as i as i'm saying this and as i said it to my friend the other day i thought well there's no really any women that have gone that route in the independent film or very few 
And so, right. so I, I sort of answered my own question there. But I, I, I mean, it's it's uh, Catherine Harwick who directed Twilight. You see, she never really got any play out of a very successful franchise. It's a yeah. great example. But yeah, go, I'm sorry, I'm sort of dominating. But it, it's self evident if you're around this business a little bit and you're watching these independent, great independent films, wonderful, fantastic movies that just do not get any play beyond that. It's just so for, right. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the you know that's where some of these kind of myths or long held ideas about the industry kind of fall apart when yeah. people, you know, often the response is, well, if you make a good movie, you're going to be successful and you're going to get further yeah. opportunities. That's how it works in most businesses, you know, um, and I think that's what people assume about Hollywood. But there are just so many examples of women going to Sundance or South by Southwest or Cannes or wherever with a, a first film that knocks people's socks off, critically is acclaimed, does well at the box office, and they still don't get those studio opportunities. And then even when women do get those studio opportunities, which is very rare, you have people like Catherine Hardwick, as you said, making Twilight and Sam Taylor Johnson, who made Fifty Shades of Grey, and that was a huge financial success and kicked off that franchise. And Penelope? Um, Penelope? Got yeah, it. Penelope Spheris making Wayne's World. Um, I mean, there's certainly a, 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 a solid legacy of women making blockbuster movies, but though, even those women don't get right. those next big opportunities. I mean, they're still, they're still working. They're still making movies, and they're still, you know, they're still hustling, but you just think, Gosh, should should those women have to be hustling as much as they are, given the fact that they've made these huge hits? And you know, and male directors who've who've had those kinds of hits go on to make bigger, bigger, bigger franchise, you know, uh, high profile movies. And women just, even when they've proven themselves, they don't get those next opportunities. And that's when that argument kind of falls apart. Of well, it's just quality, or you know, Hollywood should follow the money and and invest in, in filmmakers whose films make money. I mean, they they are kind of, you know, Hollywood leaving money on the table with a lot of these directors. They, are, they, they know what to do with a budget. They know how to make a great film, and they just, they just aren't getting those next opportunities. And that, that's, yeah. that's really tough. That, that, this is why I want to encourage people. I truly want you to see this film, uh, Half the Picture, because, you're, because you come away from it with a much better understanding of, uh, that goes beyond the kind of headline sort of uh, discussions that we have, the sort of top line, you know, sort of the mythologies surrounding w- women in film and the, in this lack of diversity, lack of women at the top of the the, the food chain here. Because it, you do, again, you lay out all these different things. You see some very successful uh, – Ava DuVernay came on the show for Middle of Nowhere, which I – Absolutely, thought love we that movie. Love that movie. Isn't that a great yeah. film? And yeah. to, to see her get that opportunity, the next step, and then she, so she's done well. But it does feel like that there, there's every they're watching, waiting for her to fail. I, I with the wrinkle in time, I know it didn't do as well box office wise. I'm really kind of curious where she's going to go from here, and I hope she continues to get because she's a remarkable filmmaker. She's a great filmmaker. Yeah, and she is. And, th- and that's the other thing, too, I would just say is, you know, women, there is a different standard for women. I mean, women kind of have to have a home run at, at every at-bat yeah. to be hired for that next job. And there are plenty of men, some of our best, greatest male directors, they have hits, they have misses, sometimes they have huge misses, 
and they still get hired, and people still want to see the work that they make. And, right. you know, there are a lot of examples of guys who've continued to have really robust careers. Right. Well, who, you know, that's, that's part of the business. It's yeah. not like there's a surefire, you know, director who never has a failure. That's just not the way the business works. But for women, they get judged so much more harshly and, and you know, continue to uh, have to struggle to get those opportunities. Um, but, yeah. yeah, you know, things that don't overperform is the norm. But for women, it's like if you don't have a film that overperforms, people kind of cool on you. And that's that's just not a standard that's used for male directors. Right. And I'm going to call out one director that continues to baffle me as to why they get why he gets his films financed. And I and maybe I'm being unfair. The director of Sixth Sense. He, well, I, well, I oh, this, oh, oh, um, M. Night Shyamalan? Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's had he has had a substinkingly yeah. bad. I mean, horribly bad <laughs> box office <laughs> movies. I mean, really bad. Right. I mean, I'm not. I won't even but comment they, on the on quality of his films. But this guy continues to get. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not sh- singling him out. But I think he's right. a real top line uh, example of a of a guy who continues to get lots of money to make really, right. really. And that's the thing. They all have. I yeah, mean, you yeah, know, fun yeah. directors like John Favreau made yeah. the Iron Man movies. I mean, he made like Zathura, and yeah, yeah. You know, they all the all the big directors, <laughs> David Fincher, and yeah, you know, yeah, they've yeah. all they're they're great directors, but they've all had misses. That's just part of the business. It is part of the and business. It's just yeah. like yeah, women kind of. Yeah. Don't get that second ch- chance. Never mind that tenth or eleventh chance. Yeah, with M Night, I just you just baffles me beyond words. But anyway, okay. Well, sorry, M Night. But uh, all right, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know he's a regular listener, so <laughs> so I can apologize personally. No, I'm just, uh, so. Uh, I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with Amy Adrian, and she's the director of the film Half the Picture. It's about well, exactly what we're talking about about women in film, women at the, at these amazingly gifted, remarkable filmmakers who have not been able to get the, the kind of run uh, that they deserve, putting aside anyone else's uh, success or lack thereof. They just are not getting these opportunities. I was particularly drawn to uh, Rebecca Keegan and her uh, the comment about her writing the same story. She, she said, I, I think I've written this exact line before. So it was kind yeah. of interesting. To hear that, so yeah, so there's some great. Yeah, people I mean, it world. just goes to show as, as much awareness as it as it is the, the the facts on the ground, the numbers are not really changing. But I say that with a slight qualifier in that, you know, I think all of this noise has made some dent in TV hiring. The women who were um, yeah. hired to direct TV pilots last year, the number was up. Yeah. Women in general working in TV, the numbers are a little bit up. So. You can't take one year's, uh, you know, statistics and say that we're moving in the right direction necessarily, but that is encouraging. So, right. Is is, is, is this a war of attrition? Is this sort of just at some point there are going to be so because there are so many more. It feels like, again, from where I sit in the independent documentary film world, it does feel like there are more women coming into the process. And I think they're being encouraged so much so by people like Ava DuVernay and others are encouraging and, and fostering them and bringing them in as DPs and editors and all of those things, creating this tremendous, uh, hopefully, eventually a tremendous uh, uh, talent pool that will just by sheer numbers overwhelm the system or, or do you, how do you feel like as we sit here in 2018? Yeah. You know, that's, that's the big question. And I, I think, you know, I, I would say, first of all, you can't really underestimate the power and how entrenched 
the status quo is. Yeah. Um, there are very powerful people who are used to working in a certain way, and they've been used to working in that way for a very long time, and they understandably don't want anyone coming in and saying, well, you need to do things differently, or you need to consider these people you might not have considered before. I mean, there's a lot of pushback, honestly. I mean, that's yeah. not publicly seen as much, but, you know, a lot of these activists who have been fighting these this for this, you know, greater opportunities for women directors for a long time, I mean, they, they've experienced and seen firsthand the pushback from people who just don't want to change how things are working. Yeah. So I think that you can't, you can't underestimate that, unfortunately. But, you know, I would say that there is so much attention to this issue, and so many people are being so loud about things that are unequal and unfair um, in ways that, it publicly, in a ways that they in ways that they haven't really felt safe to do so before. Yeah. So you have very high profile actresses talking about pay inequity and and lack of women directors and lack of uh, equality in in you know the power structure in Hollywood. Yeah. Like that's a big change. I mean, yeah. these are women who get hired by the guys in the room at the Academy and the Golden Globes and Cannes, where these women are making these powerful statements. Um, and certainly, lots of women directors are speaking up in ways that haven't really. They haven't felt safe to do so before because if you do, you're a complainer or you're difficult or you're a whiner or you're high maintenance or all of those kinds of things that people get labeled with to, like, have people shut up, basically. So there is, you know, I think you there is a swell. There is just a movement that is happening in all areas. People in advertising are talking about hiring women directors. Right. Procter & Gamble made a commitment to hire half women directors by... 2023 or something, and women direct like 3% of commercials currently. So that's a huge commitment. So I do feel like things are changing. Things are changing. There's, there's, there's a lot of just movement and potential and that's a good thing. And I think, you know, it's important to remember that that's good for all of us. It's not like women are going to take over and then it's going to be bad for men. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a fuller representation on screen in the images around us of the of the full rep, the full humanity of all of us Just a, a more perspectives more depth yeah. more interesting art more fresh new perspectives that's good for all of us yeah you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Well, Amy, we just ran out of time. The film is half the picture. It is your. It's opening at the uh, Lemley Monica Film Center here in Los Angeles today, uh, June twenty second. Are you in town for a Q and A? I am. We're going to have a Q&A tonight with the ACLU's Melissa Goodman, who's been on the front lines of this issue for many years. And then on Saturday, following the 710 show, we're having a Q&A with myself, uh, the director Kimberly Pierce, who made Boys Don't Cry, oh, yeah. Nisha Ganatra, who works on uh, Girls and Transparent, and Tina Mabry, who uh, works on Insecure. Um, Fantastic. Your yeah. white people, Queen Sugar, lots of great shows. Great. And you can go to... Uh, halfthepicture.com to find out more more about the weird screening and all the information and just a terrific documentary Amy Adrian thank you so much for being here on Film School really appreciate your time oh thank you I, pre- I loved it thanks you've been listening to Film School Radio the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. 
Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.